You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Local voices, local conversations. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. The California legislature has passed, and as of this morning, Governor Brown has signed landmark legislation requiring the elimination of the personal exemption for the vaccination of our kids. California is only the third state to enact such a law. How did it get this far, this fast, and what does it mean for public health in our schools and in our communities? My guest, Napa parent Hannah Henry, is back here on Napa Broadcasting for the third time to recap the journey and to celebrate the success of this legislation. She's literally just back from Sacramento, and it's my pleasure to welcome her here. Hannah, thanks so much for coming in. You are literally just back from Sacramento. Indeed, yes. It was (laughs) a very exciting day. Talk a little bit about today, first of all, and the governor's signing. Was it a surprise that he signed it so quickly? Um, Yes and no. I mean, I was actually in Sacramento yesterday um, for the Senate um, vote on the amendments. And um, there was a lot of um, energy in the air. Um, There were still there protesters at the Capitol and um, the the Senate was in in session reviewing the amendments. And as soon as um, there have been so many votes, but there was something different at the end of this vote, even though it was just a vote on amendments. Suddenly, we were um, we were in a in a press conference and celebrating. It seemed like we were really celebrating the passage of the bill for real that time. Mm-hmm. And um, really, the more momentous occasion was today, getting the governor to sign it. But in that moment yesterday, it felt like as soon as this bill hits Governor Brown's desk, he's probably going to sign it. I mean, it has been through um, three committees in the Senate. Um, health committee in the assembly. It has been voted on and vetted and more more hours of testimony for this bill than, than any other in a very long time. Um, so there's no way Governor Brown has not, um, could not have really thought thoroughly and deeply about the issue by the time it got to his desk. Um, we were excited to deliver our letters. We got letters from every county in um, in the state of California in support of the bill, and we were able to deliver those. Um, but I think, in in fact, Governor Brown understood that the majority of Californians support um, public health. I mean, that's what it really comes mm-hmm. down to. So it it just felt I felt very optimistic yesterday and then it was reinforced today when he um clearly he had signed it as soon as it had arrived right there were a number of in one story that I read there were a number of people and and maybe they were just the 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 optimistic opposition that thought that he might send it back for for changes or there were things that maybe he would want differently or whatever you know in um I think they were they were hoping that because he's a deeply religious man and um that he would impose a um a religious exemption um but our feeling on that was that would exclude atheists and it would be get really complicated and this time around it's different a b two one o nine was the assembly bill that was um that Senator Pan, who authored this bill um also presented that bill um uh, a few years ago, that bill was just a, required that um, people who wanted an exemption get um, 
get a signature from their doctor that they had been counseled on the pros and cons of vaccination, the risks that they would be taking. And that bill, when it arrived at Governor Brown's desk, he added a religious exemption saying that if you have Mm -hmm. a religious objection to this, you don't have to get a signature. That was a surprise and a disappointment. This time around, I think the opposition was hoping that that would happen again. However, this is after the measles outbreak. This is after California was um, the source of um, of over a dozen states getting um, infected with measles because of the Disneyland, Disneyland outbreak. This was after really the question of personal belief exemptions eroding our public health and California being the source of that, that made it much more urgent to take a, a a, a bigger step in the right direction. Do you think that the Disneyland incident, the measles epidemic, was really at the core of what was different this time? In terms of the urgency, yes. And I will tell you that working closely with the people I have worked with on this um, on this project, and that includes a, a nurse who um, works with cancer patients, pediatric cancer patients, an attorney who teaches on um, who's a, a uh, who has experience in government, um, doctors, immunologists, parents, and, of course, the, the legislators, what I would say is that at the core of this, these are all people who care deeply about our population our, and do not want to see a death, do not want to see a crisis that develops to the point where there's no question that we must act. And this case, the measles it was it was a really startling outbreak. It was really frightening while it was going on, and that will continue, and it will continue to get worse if we don't do something about this loophole. When does this bill take effect? Um, it takes effect um, January, but it affects parents by next July. Um, they will have to be up, their children will have to be up to date on their shots depending on the- July of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the 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 grade they're going into, so um, if they're just entering childcare, if they're just entering kindergarten, or just entering seventh grade, that's where they will they will have to um, produce their their records. Talk a little bit about how the vote in all of this through the legislative process was split, because it wasn't really along traditional party lines at all. I mean, there was some of that, but there was a lot of crossover. Yes, and um, I don't know enough about California politics except to say that, I mean, I know that it's a very democratic state, it's a very liberal state, and yet we have some very strong Republican strongholds. So I think that it was... there was definitely bipartisan support for this bill, and, and certainly the Republicans who supported it had um, background in medicine or science. Um, and the the libertarian um, the the libertarian folks do sort of align with the Republican side, and right. so so there was um, there was definitely a split in that way. Talk a little bit about what it means for schools and what additional policing they have to do and and, and really what additional responsibility falls on schools with this legislation. There's no policing, really. This is just this is just about submitting your child's immunization records. I mean, it's a common sense and it's it's a routine that we all go through. Um, 
the personal belief exemption certainly has been on the books for a while, but it's only been taken advantage of um, in in recent years more and more, and that's why this became a problem. One of the things that was hotly debated about this is what happens to those kids that their parents decide they just, even with this legislation, they just don't want to do it. What does it mean for those kids? Well, honestly, in for the first few years, it just it depends on what grade they're going into. Right. So there, there's it was too much of an administrative burden to um, require schools to and to make sure we we want everyone to be immunized who can be immunized so that we can protect those who cannot, who are allergic or have an or immune compromised. We want to make ensure that everyone gets immunized. However, there are there will be some families who don't. Um, they have, um, if they're not entering daycare for the first time or kindergarten or seventh grade next year, then they can, um, they can slide through until they get to one of those benchmark, benchmark years. But um, uh, parents who, who steadfa- are steadfastly against this and, and believe that vaccines are somehow wrong or um, inappropriate for their child and their doctor does not agree with them, then they um, they have the option um, to do independent study, which is a public school kind of homeschool option that we have in California, and they have the option to homeschool. Are there any exemptions in this new legislation? Any exemptions at all? Well, the medical exemption, right. and that's that is that's what this is all about: is protecting the medical exemption. Those there are will always be a segment, a very small segment of the population that can't. Um, get immunized. And that was clarified a little more to um, to give, there were some complaints that doctors wouldn't um, wouldn't grant medical exemptions. Um, and they, they have to be a medical doctor, but to, to grant a medical, medical exemption, that they would somehow be afraid to grant one. Um, so some of the language was expanded to, to just clarify that it really is between the doctor. It's up to the doctor's discretion uh, whether or not to grant a medical exemption for a child. Among those that, that know how these things work in Sacramento, was this considered fast the way this went through, or was this uh, considered <laughs> well, torturous? Um, um, Governor Brown signed it quickly. For but, sure. But there's nothing, this, this bill was triple referred. It right. went We've through judiciary, education, health, and there's 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 nothing about that that is a fast track absolutely nothing this the, the testimony is extensive so no this was um this was extremely controversial it was very time consuming the staff of all of the um legislators on both sides of the issue are are really exhausted from from dealing with this and are looking forward to dealing with the drought and um gun control and and prisons and other issues that should be taking their attention mm-hmm. and what did you learn from all of this about the legislature, about process, about the whole uh, political process that that you became deeply immersed in in, in pushing this. Um, I learned a great deal, and I would say the most um, the, the most surprising and um, the best part of it really is I I learned that work that the leaders in California um, really have our best interests at heart, and they are. Um, I met so many really thoughtful, intelligent, compassionate 
um, individuals who are um, who are doing this for the right reasons. I mean, like Lorena Gonzalez, um, Assemblywoman, who was really the lead on this bill in the Assembly. She spoke um, at the Assembly Health um, Committee hearing so strongly um, and about her duty um, to protect the public health. And I, I feel, um, I, I feel a sense of pride for this state. And, um, and I, and I feel like at least in this process that I observed, the political process is, is intact. And, um, and we do have, um, and, and the democratic process is, is intact. How many people were involved in, in really kind of the core group of, of working for this legislation? How, how big a group was that? Well, there were many. It was it was really a coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, this this I Heart Immunity campaign um, is what we ended up calling it to um, to name the you know there was the California Medical Association, the California Immunization Coalition, and then our parent organization, which is all volunteers, Vaccinate California. Um, there are many other coalition partners, but the the Vaccinate California is is the uh, organization I founded with Leah Russin. Um, and we are a group of, um, well, we have thousands of members, but in our core volunteer group, I would say um, 25, 25 people working, working as hard as, as Leah and I have been working. Mm-hmm. And finally, I have to ask you kind of to bring it back to where it all started, what the reaction has been at Stonebridge and, and what do you expect it to be back at, at the mothership for you? Because that is where it all started in many ways. You know, really, unfortunately, this bill is it, it, um, extremely controversial on a deeply emotional and personal level. And um, it, it, it bothers me that it's, it's impossible to really have a... Um, have a full discussion and, and debate about some of this where um, before it getting into personal attacks. And um, I have tried as as hard as I can to not have this be part of my personal life and my personal interactions. So I know a great deal is said about me behind my back <laughs> and I try not to be there um, when, when that's happening. But I, um, I'm just carrying on, you know, we're all protecting our kids. We are all, um, we're all parents in the same community and we share a lot of the same values. This is not an issue. I, um, this, this belongs with, you know, it's, it's politics and religion all, all wrapped up in one. It's just something we're just not going to talk about anymore. (laughs) Well, Hannah, I thank you so much for coming in and sharing this journey along the way with all of us. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio, for the way we live now.